Kia ora and welcome everyone to the Zoom Zoom Show. My name is Hayden Sherman. On this episode, I'll be joined with Alicia Loverich as we digest all the action that's been happening over the last couple of weeks, in particular the World Para Athletics Championships plus Diamond League action and a whole bunch of Kiwis crushing it over in Europe especially, uh, putting out some pretty epic performances as they gear up to mid-August where we have the World Track and Field Champs in Budapest and Hungary. Uh, also on this episode, we dive into the weeds. We pull out some skeletons out of the closet of New Zealand track and field, and we talk about the three big scandals that have rocked the world of athletics here in New Zealand over the last few months. Uh, the Zane Robertson uh, doping scandal, of course, and then the, the two uh, coaching scandals with two of New Zealand athletics coaches have had to be uh, let go or have resigned uh, because of some seriously inappropriate behaviour. And so we talk about that. We, uh, we we throw around some ideas of how how to sort these issues out and, and put some safeguards in place. So be sure to listen on. This is a, a meaty old episode. We, we wade into some deep waters um, as we, we talk through some of these big issues, but we also cover off some amazing news from our athletes. The last thing I want to get into before we hit the show is we have an entry to the North Shore Marathon available. They've come on board as the sponsors of the next three shows, and we have an entry for each of those shows available on our social media. So you head over to the Instagram page for the Zoom Zoom show and find the North Shore Marathon post for this week. Tag in a friend uh, in the comments section and you will go in the draw to win uh, this week's entry into any of the distances on the North Shore Marathon, which is coming up in August as well. So jump on that, everyone, and thanks heaps for the North Shore Marathon coming on as a sponsor. Right, over to the show. And we're away. The final of the 100 metres. Here we go. Tell you what, she's given it a decent old nudge there. Yeah, a 60. That's what she was looking for. The pack is chasing. The pack is trying to hunt him down. So aggressive in her crossover steps as she whips that through. Opened up a 15-metre gap on the Olympic bronze medalist. Can he hold it together? Here he goes, putting his foot down. She's on the toe. She gone. Well, kia ora and welcome everyone back to the Zoom Zoom Show. My name is Hayden Sherman and with me here is Alicia Loverich to break down everything that's been going on in the world of track and field, run, jump, throw in New Zealand. Well, not so much in New Zealand, it's New Zealand is all around the world. And um, Alicia, there's been a lot going on. Oh my God, there's so much happening in the world of athletics. We've got, we've got so many Kiwis, I think. Oh, we were just talking about Athletics New Zealand. I think there's like 50 something athletes who are overseas wow. and yeah, I right think now. it's a big number. Yeah. Um, overseas, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, killing it. Yeah. And a big range of athletes too. So we've got, you know, our stars who, you know, we all know are doing so well overseas, you know, Lysa's got her comeback season, Sam Tanner yeah. just ran uh, another PV. We've got Zoe killing it overseas, Tom's overseas. And then we're Tori's first diamond league podium. As well, yeah, it's been I, I literally place, can't keep up. Um, and then I know just watching Diamond Leagues, yeah. watching Diamond Leagues is actually interesting now because we've got Kiwis. it's not just like oh we've got Val and then I'll go back and check when Nick Willis is in the 1500 meters. Like that's what it was like yeah. a few years back. Um, but now it's like we had six in 
Poland. I know. Um, and so it's just and one after another. So you can actually sit down and not that I got up earlier to <laughs> to watch it, but if you were up at three a.m., you could sit down and watch the whole thing and and have a kiwi every ten to fifteen yeah. minutes lining up. Also, how awesome. good is it that it's now on TVNZ? Yeah. So yeah. I feel like that's amazing for our sport because before, you know, you needed Sky and not everyone can afford Sky. And then now yeah. we've got that barrier for viewing. It's And it's the app's great. I, I'll sit in bed. Sometimes yeah. I'll wake up like, you know, like I don't know what event, which one it was, but, you know, you wake up and then you just kind of hit the next and watch yeah. your friends and that's great. Um, I think it's so cool that um, on TVNZ, I'll be really interested to see viewership data um since it's moved yes. over to yeah. see uh, yeah, so, who's, who's tuning in yeah for those who haven't already signed up make sure you do sign up to tvnz because yeah you're right like it will we'll send the message that this is worth investing in and so um if we get it on and um keep keep promoting it to tvnz that it's worth um this is not I a paid advertisement. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much it would cost them to actually buy uh, the Diamond League coverage. I don't think it's like hugely expensive or anything. I have no it's idea. It's not like English Premier League. Um, yeah, but it's cool. Yeah, but it's it's awesome. Do we know uh, where the World Champs is going to be? Is that on Sky? Oh, I don't question. know. I really should know, considering I'm actually home for this world chance for the first time in forever. Um, yeah. Chips athletics. I'm going to have a quick Google as we um, as we right, go. Sure. I imagine Sky Sport. It's got Sky Sport has it locked down, surely. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, um, I. Yeah. I don't know. Because if they haven't got Diamond League, then you kind of start to think, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they do, actually. Oh, Sky Sport. It is well, on Sky Sport? According to Athletics New Zealand uh, website, it's on Sky Sport. Right. Okay. So. Yeah, okay. I've only got, that. only telling me what's happening over the next two weeks. So, obviously, the World Champs is outside of that. So, as a heads up, everyone, 19th to the 27th of August, that's where you need to start um, just lightening up on the workload, banking away <laughs> some hours in front of your screen. <laughs> Maybe look at your training plans, ask your coach to just lighten everything up a little bit or spend a bit more time um, like I often do just on the, the trainer at the gym and just plow through uh, a lot of the stuff, it's great to um, watch athletics at the gym. I, I find I'm always running faster on the treadmill or <laughs> cycling harder. <laughs> That's so great. good. Yeah, like the, the Tour de France is on at the moment and every time I'm on, on the exercise cycle, just hammering the pedals, yeah. imagining myself up there with uh, Bogachar and <laughs> That's so yeah, cool. But, There's also um, so much happening as well, so that'd be quite good to – not like I've ever yeah. experienced running on a treadmill in a gym. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be good practice for the pole vault you could practice your um your sprints in with the the pole oh, yeah. we always watch that training we'll I'd just have it i don't know sorry james um we <laughs> we're now uh you know unsupervised children but um yeah, yeah we'll, 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 get, we'll come back to this shortly yep. <laughs> yeah I've, I've been hearing uh from the sprint group at the at the track that there's been a bit of shenanigans from the pole vaulters. <laughs> <laughs> really? Definitely. The, the teacher has left the building and 
<laughs> yeah. the, the kids will play. Um, but moving on, let's uh, let's recap what's happened at the World Paras because that's just round up in, in Paris and nine medals have gone Ooh. to the Kiwis. And what, which was awesome. Like I, um, I was on sports radio a couple of weeks ago and I was like, well, we could get, we could get 10, we could hit double figures, which with a team of, I think eight athletes, um, that's amazing to come home with more medals than we sent athletes. Oh yeah, that Um, is insane. Yeah. That's that's insane. That's amazing. Wild. eh? It's such a conversion um, rate and six oceania records which i thought that's probably more impressive than the nine medals like for that many athletes six out of eight were at lifetime best Mm. um oh and there was a pb in there as well anna's um long jump yeah seven performances were lifetime best performances out of eight athletes that's amazing you, you can't ask much more than that so our, <laughs> our team have just outdone themselves so to go through the list um lisa adams once again uh, with her brother watching on which is really cool yeah. to see Stephen adams there and uh there was a cool photo there i'm sure you would like to capture that that moment yeah that's um, so cute but yeah lisa took out the the gold medal in the f37 shot put so she's the world record uh, world record holder big she was the big favorite for that um and took the championship record with the 1484 and then our other gold medalist was danielle aitchison um who took out the t36 200 um and an oceania record of 28.50 and she also got the silver in the 100 uh with a 1384 and she got the oceania record in the heats with a 1368 so they're the two champs uh i'll quickly go through the the other medalists so we had will steadman he took out the silver in the t36 400 and the long jump um and the long jump he got the area record with the 571 so very epic from from will anna grimaldi um you know she was expected to feature pretty prominently in the long jump um and she got silver in that with a 596 pb so close to six meters man I know. and she had a negative one uh wind on that one yeah. as well so a headwind of, of negative one um so you've got to think that six meter is there um, mm. But she also got a bronze in the 100 metres, which uh, she was stoked about. Yeah. Like, oh, all of a sudden I'm a 100 metre runner. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so she ran 12.32 in the final, but a 12.31 area record for, for the 100 metres. Um, and then we had Holly Robinson, uh, not medal in the javelin, but medaled in the <laughs> F46 shot put. How epic Take is that. that? That's awesome. Uh, and... <laughs> And again, area record 11.59, and then Mitch Joint uh, in the 200, T64, area record again, two, uh, 23.32 in the 200 uh, to take home the bronze. So there are our, our medalists, um, also really good showing from from Joe Smith uh, in the T3700. So, man, what a what a I team know. from our para-athletes. I know, that's, that's insane. That's awesome. And to to run i remember talking to some of the others to run pbs at championship events even like jump pbs it's not often you you know like it's not that's not often the case like to have almost almost the whole team 
be at like running doing pbs like yeah you can't ask for more than that so that's amazing and looking yeah. really good for paris paralympics next year yeah yeah absolutely and i'd love to hear from the team captain and the, the coaching staff like they must have had a good setup where they were mm. staying um because like you say when you're on the road in a foreign country you, you know there's the crowd and there's the uh usually it's run in pretty good nice warm conditions um and i think paris has been pretty hot lately but mm. even so like yeah it, it's so unlikely uh to have that many lifetime bests it's it's just mm. It's insane. It's so good. So yeah, well done to the team. Um, I'd like to get one or two of the athletes on uh, in a future show and yeah, hear about their experiences and see see what was going on, see what they're eating for breakfast, how many <laughs> wheat bits they were having yeah, or something. What, what were they getting fed in Paris? Was it the croissants? Was it all yeah. the cheese? Like, what What's the secret? Because maybe they can, you know, let the rest of let everyone else know so for the olympics like what was your secret because they obviously did something right <laughs> yeah what what croissant bakery were you going to in the mornings because <laughs> we need, we all need to know because usually croissants has no performance advantage in my in my personal something experience in the water what coffee were you yeah. drinking i was like guys like, yeah what tell us tell us all your secrets we need them yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely so yeah like you say big good signs for next year and we'll see who else can can join that team because it's man it's a solid team and still quite a lot of youth in that team as well mm. um like guys like will steadman i think he's still early he's so young 20, he's like 24 still, yeah but he feels like he's been around forever so um yeah really cool um now in a bit of uh drug testing uh news zoe hobbs um did not test positive don't worry everyone but her, <laughs> You're I, I was worried about putting that in the same sentence um her competitor in the final of the 100 meters from the com games last year did get busted so in uh in wakocha uh from nigeria hopefully i got her, her last I'm name i'm glad you tried uh, it not right. me so <laughs> um so yeah she got busted uh, and i think there's been a few nigerian drug busts lately which yep. is um uh i'm not going to uh yeah say anything more about that because we've had our own drug issues which we will talk about um here in new zealand um famously and we haven't had a chance to talk about that on the show but we'll, we'll talk about that as we open up the the closet and go through a couple <laughs> of the skeletons that have emerged from from the closet of of athletics in new zealand but before we get there let's talk diamond league you mentioned at the start how awesome it is having so many people in the diamond league so at silesia in poland just at the weekend we had six athletes lining up do you want to um, talk us through uh, those results, Alicia? Yeah, so we had um, Sam Tanner ran another PB, so 3.31. His PB was 3.32 previously, was it? I think it was like 0.1 of a second. It was 3.31 something oh, yeah. from when he was the happiest 
the happiest, happiest sixth, sixth place yeah. ever. Yeah. Which, this time he was fifth and went a little bit faster. So. Yeah, honestly, that's amazing. And Olympic standard, getting another, getting Olympic standard this early is going to be the best thing for him. Now he can just, you know, enjoy it and not have to worry about that looming over. But that race itself, um, won by Jacob Ingebrigtsen, 327, yeah. that's like very close to world record. It is so that's insane. amazing. European record and um yeah it was on pace like they went through 150 flat which in some years would win you the new zealand 800 meter title um and yeah. i think sam um i haven't had a chance yet to watch the video but i understand sam ran a really intelligent race and just sort of held back mm. um with a rapid a last big, 200 yeah yeah big last um last 200 so that's awesome. I was just going through to see if I could find um, his splits over that last um, four hundred. I'll see when if you I can it. find something. <laughs> yeah. And then of course we had um, Tom. Um, Tom throwing twenty one seventy eight for third, and that's Olympic standard, I believe, as well. Um, and then we had yep. Jacko Gill is out there as well. I uh, threw twenty one thirty eight for six. So that's awesome. Have two of our boys out there um and then we had uh zoe hobbs who's been running amazing overseas yeah. she ran um this one she ran 11 15 for eighth same race shakiri who ran shakiri richardson right uh ran yeah. 10.76. Yeah. so she's on the comeback but yeah. zoe's been doing yeah zoe's been doing amazing she's racing so much at the moment so like hats off to her and then tori tori peters um, third in her, isn't it first Diamond League? Yeah, debut. Who does that? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm and, sorry. <laughs> and that was her second furthest throw, uh, throw ever? Yeah. I believe it was right up there. Yeah. Again, another one. Another one of these athletes who are bringing it out yeah. when it counts. Uh, yeah, nice Tori. I don't, I don't know. This will be fun to look up how many Diamond League, Diamond League debuts are on the podium. Yeah. I know I don't think we've had many. Um, so that's uh, amazing. Like, good on her. And then, of course, um, Hamish Kerr, our, our jumpy boy, um, 224. He jumped for eighth. And yep. then, is that everyone? Yeah, that's everyone. Yeah. Uh, Hamish um, had a perfectly clean sheet. I think he did three oh. clearances at the previous three heights and then just missed the three attempts at 227. So um, high jump's so up and down, eh? Oh. It's, it's so crazy because he won a couple of weeks mm. back, um, dominated like the field. Yeah. So much, yeah, it's, so, it's, so, many room for, so much room for error. <laughs> Yeah, it's so much. It just seems like yeah. you've got your day when everything mm. clicks, and then you've got your days when nothing clicks, and it only takes three mistakes, and then yeah. you're gone. And it's so yeah. the increments are so small that this is what's really, really exciting about Hamish is it's one of those events where there's like a bunch of guys, and you just get it all right. You hit your takeoff really nice. You know, you've got your takeoff point is in the right spot so your highest point is actually over the bar you know all that um yeah. and this you could get like it's such a range and it's course it's like these little increments 
you get everything right and your placing can adjust so much. So for Hamish, he's, he's right in the mix every single time, which is so exciting yeah. leading into these uh, major championships. You know, the other Diamond League where it was, which one was it? Where it was raining? He won. Uh, was it Oslo? Oslo or something. One Oslo? of those. There's so many and they're all in Europe. Yes. And can't keep up with the names. I <laughs> know. Oh, <laughs> Different <laughs> European capital. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. So that's really, really exciting um, for him and which is cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I was just going through, as you're talking, just going through Tori Peters' um, record and yeah, that's her second furthest throw ever. So remember nice. a month ago, she, oh no, two months ago now, she set the, the record at 63.26 uh, in Japan. Um, so I don't think we've seen anything from her since then. So she's still right up there. So she's she's been putting in the mahi and that's that's really exciting. I'm just having <laughs> Man, it's a funny scrolling look. through her list of New Zealand records. <laughs> <laughs> Some people's ANZ rankings pages just go on and so on long. and on. My one's very brief <laughs> and <laughs> underwhelming. <laughs> Let's say. Anyway, um, so in other news around Europe um, at Houston, so that, this is a, a quite a famous meet in Belgium. It could almost be in the Diamond League, but it's sort of got that more. Have you ever been to Houston and been to a no, track meet there? but I've heard of yeah. this track. Yeah, it's pretty famous. Yeah. Well, maybe on There's the a lot list. of distance records mm. have been set there, and it seems to be quite a – it looks almost like just a low-key community track, and, um, yeah, distance runners especially love it. Uh, but Eliza McCartney took out the, the pole vault there with a 463 three in first place olivia was 10 centimeters back in third uh with a 453 james preston was bumped to the the b final of the 800 which is surprising um but mm. he finished up second in that with a 147 cara mcdermott uh got a a handy eighth with a 419 and liam back got um 12th in the um in the 5000 meters with a 1354 so cara's 419 was in the 1500 meters um good to see her over there in europe uh doing well and then a few other results that caught my eye uh christina ryan posted a pb in the heptathlon so she took part in the scottish uh hmm. multi-events uh champs um and i don't know what place she finished in those champs but she got a new pb with a five five two zero which i want to say is puts her at number six all time i'll i'll double check as we we go with this um but yeah good showing so yeah. her her best two events were with a long jump and high jump um oh that moves her up to eighth all time oh, wow. so five five two zero still a little bit of work to get into the sixes so we've got five women up into the six thousands um but yeah if she can keep this this trend and keep moving mm. upwards that would be that'd be good times um in the morton games in ireland which is another one of these kind of um, well-known mm. meets um we had becky and laura meeting up and that in the 1500 and they've, they've been having a good little little battle i'm sure yeah um, enjoying being on tour together um but this time it was uh 
Rebecca Green getting the better of Laura Nagel in the 1500. So Becky finished in fifth with a 4.14.29, uh, which is pretty close to her personal best. And then Laura Nagel with a 4.18 uh, back in 11th. But a couple of weeks ago, it was the other way around with Laura beating uh, Becky by 0. 0.6 of a second uh, in Finland. So love that little rivalry going on there. Um, yeah, Imogen Skelton, I think she's been having a tricky time in the high jump, trying to sort out a foot injury and uh, uh. get some form in Europe, but she jumped 178. Um, and Jenny Holker, who has um, been running really well in Europe. Um, remember, she's of German descent, so she got fourth place at the German Champs with a 2, 2.04.48. Uh, and that's the leading New Zealand 800 meter time for the year. Oh, um, is it? But yeah. So Ooh. while she was at the Morton game, she did a 2.08.10. Uh, but yeah, awesome performance at the German Champs, finished fourth. Um, and Nick Palmer was at the Morton Games as well, did it 1864. But I also saw he posted a PB of 1928. Oh, wow. Um, in Belgium. Um, nice. So that was two two weeks ago. So. Good stuff from from Nick. And the last piece of, of news uh, was back, oh, it's almost two weeks ago now, um, but in Barcelona, um, Eliza and Olivia were in action in the pole vault and uh, Eliza just continues this consistent run. Um, she posted a 473 there, um, which was first place uh, championship or a, a meet record uh, of 473. And that was the Paris Olympic standard. And Olivia got uh, third with a 443. So what do you think of El Eliza's form um, as our pole vault specialist here on the show, <laughs> Alicia? Um, uh, she's just been consistent, hey? Yeah. Um, she's on, Lies looks like she's taking a very sustainable and slow and steady approach to this yeah. European season, um, watching her. I I don't know what that run was, but there was maybe, I think the other Diamond League, whatever, Lausanne, maybe, uh, where she got third, her first Diamond League back and um, jumped on the podium again, which was amazing. I thought I counted 12 steps. So it looks like, I don't know what okay. this one was. I can't remember. I was too busy losing my shit. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's just amazing. Like she really consistent in the 70s. Like even even that last 63, like it sounds like that was the next increment. Um, often it goes up in yeah. tens around then. So that's really, really consistent in the uh, 470s, 460s, which is fantastic as her comeback season more or less because there's a lot to it um you know when you're coming back and doing a full european season it's so like your first one there's so you know you're competing you're traveling all that stuff so um yeah she's looking great actually um obviously what she's been doing this past uh a couple of years i yep. think it's been a couple of years is doing her wonders so it's great so very yeah, exciting to it's... see what she does it's really cool. And I look, I'm looking through her ANZ rankings page, which again is, is stupidly long. I think it's slightly longer than Tori Peters. Like the records column. Oh my God, it's hilarious. It, I have to scroll like three times. <laughs> it, it fits across three, three <laughs> sections of my screen. Oh. Wild. And she's got an 11, 11 meter shot put. 
It's so funny because that's on that? there. She's like, oh my God, that's on my World Athletics ranking. <laughs> 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 when she did shot foot, oh, she must be like 14, 15, maybe 16. Um, yeah, this is in laugh. 2013. So 2013. Uh, that means she so when was, was she born? 16. She's 96. 15, 16. Yeah, 16, maybe 17. So yeah. So no, with the four really kg, cool. she's out to 10, seven, three kg, eleven oh six. So there's potential there. If she Not wants a career change. Um, but it's really cool seeing seeing her come back as well. There's still like obviously there's a little bit more, which is exciting. Like yeah. it says obviously a little bit more that she can do on the pole, which will give her that extra um, twenty centimeters, which is what her PB is. But I think with yeah. her, like she's just out there. Um, I've kept in contact with her, and she's just enjoying herself. You know, enjoying being out there and. We're seeing all the rest of the girls because I think everyone knows like the pop up communities. I think all jump and throws field events is the same. It's all really tight yeah. communities and everyone's friends and stuff. So I think that that's, that's probably one of the the cool things is you're back out there on the circuit competing with your friends, like hanging out with your friends and stuff, which is what it is. But yeah, very very excited cool. to see what she does this year, but even more excited at what she does next year her timing is really good yes. i mean this is you know she's on that trajectory up nice and nice yep. and like sustainable nice and steady you know and she just keeps chipping away at this form and jumping back to what she feels is her old self i think she's looking great but i mean you know <laughs> to yeah. her yeah uh, um, yeah you're right jumping yeah. back to like she's got what a... feels to her old form and then yeah you got to think she'll have a long-term approach because she's been battling these yeah. injuries for, what, five years now? Yeah, Six it's definitely long-term. So you don't want to rush yeah. into it and then kind of peak now break. You know, you want to have a nice, yeah. especially because, you know, Paris is next year. That's the big one. That's um, the key, yeah. Then, but now she's qualified for us. So that's a massive weight. Like, any, you know, Zoe, cool. Sam, Tom, ticking yeah, off that Tom. qualifier is probably the best thing those athletes can do because then it's like ah oh, done yes. like yeah, that, i don't have to done. worry that's about that <laughs> like so that's the that's the auto standard in terms of mm -hmm. world athletics right and then it goes to new zealand athletics they'll nominate those those athletes um to the nzoc mm -hmm. i think this is how the process works um and you pretty much, if you get the auto standard, it's you're pretty much you know, yeah. It's the rankings yeah, that's the questionable New Zealand one. Will yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. NZOC they're the main gatekeepers when mm. it comes down to it. You know, how big a team we send, but yeah. If you don't send someone who's got the auto, yeah, hundred percent. Because their their policy is top sixteen still, right? And that's essentially what the auto yeah. is. Yeah. Like the auto yeah, is world athletics thinking that's going to be half your field essentially. So yeah. um, I feel I well God, um, <laughs> I might bite my words, <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like if you get an auto, that's pretty safe. It's where you're yeah. one of those athletes who is just outside of auto, but thus like within the rankings, those that's the stressful time, that's the stressful zone yeah. of whether you'll get sent or not. Yeah, we know no. that cusp. Super, super and I think the Athletics New Zealand have have a clause as well uh, for approving fitness. So, but 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. That, that basically means that you're not you're not injured and you're true. you're available. <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah. True. So yeah, good good stuff. The, so the the big events coming up, we've got um, obviously the World Track and Field Championships. They are in Budapest, nineteenth uh, to the twenty seventh. So we're one month exactly away from that starting up. So sort out your TVNZ plus subscription and, and get like we say get that time off work to uh no, sky clock sport. in next to your, <laughs> your screens yeah oh it's sky sport that's yeah, right yeah sky sport <laughs> yeah, diamond, diamond leagues TVNZ plus um Buy and the other event um and cancel yes. it what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did we just say that Guys, what you're welcome to advertise. And by the way, I should. Uh, this is the first episode where we've got uh, an advertiser on board. So welcome to the North Shore Marathon coming on board um, for advertising. Really cool to have you guys on board. And um, Alicia, we actually have some some tickets to give away to uh, to the North Shore Marathon. So Exciting. at the start of the show, you guys will have already listened to this, but I'll, I'll put in some details on how you can uh, get a free entry. Uh, to the North Shore Marathon. We'll do uh, a giveaway for this episode, the next one, and the following one. So three entries up for up for grabs. Um, so the other event that's coming up that was just announced, um, we're sending a team to the World Road Champs, which I believe is a new thing on the calendar. There's mm. been the World Half Marathon Champs for a while, and it looks like they've just added a, a 5K potentially. Oh, same Totally event. up to the play. Yeah, so oh. it's sort of like a festival of road running. Um, but, yeah, so the, the half marathon champs will be held there and the road 5K champs. So Eric Speakman's been selected for the senior men's 5K and then the half marathon we've got Cam Avery, Michael Voss, Oscar Baines and Chris Dryden. And weird that we're not we're sending any, um, any ladies. Yes, so I imagine... Camille French would be the only one with a time that could put her in the hunt. What but is I'm not the sure time? what the Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the standard would be, but I would suggest somewhere around sort of 72, 73-ish okay. would seem about right um for the half marathon. Um and Camille went sub sub seventy not not long yeah. ago. Yeah, and then Quite the five K, so yeah, um, but yeah, because we, we've got like obviously Maya Ramsden, she could have been an option, but yeah, still still at college, so she'll be in cross country mode at that point. So yeah, and, and college commitments, maybe. Of, yeah, Laura Nagel, um, probably just focusing more on the fifteen hundred. So mm. yeah, um, yeah, I don't know why there's no girls. Maybe like Camille's obviously got her kid. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe for this, she's yeah. like. And she's also, I think, targeting the marathon. So oh, okay. Okay. It, that yeah. Makes sense. So she may have a, a big um, autumn new Northern Hemisphere marathon lined up, something like Chicago or, um, yeah, some, something like that, Berlin, Ooh. potentially. Ooh. Okay. That's yeah. cool. Good so who her. knows? Let's, let's watch that space because she's looking in really good shape too, which yeah. is insane. Yeah. Uh, I think their their kid just turned one recently. Oh, um, I think so. That time is yeah, so, that right? Oh, yeah. Go on her. Um, it's very very early days. <laughs> I can't believe she's running that fast. Oh, I, I, know. I I wasn't running that fast as the dad of my daughter. 
<laughs> I can't even fathom. I honestly to come back that quickly. Because yeah. she ran Auckland yeah, half. Incredible. Um, last yes, year was her first right. one back, yeah. and that's that was. I was like, "Huh? Did you just have your kid?" Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, she's yeah, amazing and, though. Uh, yeah, she crushed it in the Gold Coast. So, really cool. Um, so we'll we'll keep up to date with with what's happening in the world of Camille French and and see where where that leads. I'm really excited what that marathon mm. career could could lead to and. Oh, yeah. um, could she take down Kim Smith's New Zealand record, which I think yeah. is two twenty seven off off the top of my head? Um, she's certainly the the half marathon certainly proved that she's got she's got the wheels and got mm. the endurance to to do it. And she's got the speed. Um, I'll just so yeah from her track uh, life. I'll double check that marathon time. Scrolling down, scrolling down. So two twenty five. Okay, that's a little bit faster than I thought. But new shoes, uh, yeah. all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I was just looking through the half marathon record of Kim Smith. Yeah. What's Kim that? Smith basically owns all of the records. Oh, she's, yeah. 3,000 metres and up. Um, she had just an amazing career. So 67 minutes 11. Oh, wow. Um, and what? did Camille do at Gold Coast? Let me just refresh my memory. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, hold the phone. <laughs> oh, no. What, you uh, lost it? Oh, no, it's coming back. I, you know how sometimes you get a swipe down and then you swipe across and go backwards? And that's oh, yeah. what just happened to me. I think I might need to refresh the page. Oh, yeah. This is making wonderful podcasting. Um, <laughs> Great content. So I hope you're driving yeah. or something. You're just like, oh, yeah. Here yeah. Uh, <laughs> so 69 ran... minutes, 58. Yeah. Apparently. Okay. Yeah. So just just under 60, uh, under 70 minutes. I thought it was a bit faster than that off the top of my mind, but two and a half minutes off the New Zealand record. Good signs, like especially mm. one year after having a baby. That's insane. Um, so you got to think there's there's a few more minutes there. Yeah. Um, but Sweet. that would put her, I would say, at around about two twenty seven, two twenty eight. Oh, okay. She would be the. Usually, you add ten minutes, um, but for the elite runners, it's more like you add about eight minutes. Um, oh, so you okay. double the time for the marathon yeah. and add eight minutes, if that makes sense. So, if, you know, oh, you're 70 eight. minute half marathoner, you go, um, yeah, 70 plus 70, 220. So yeah, about 228. So yeah, she's, she's right in the hunt for, for the New Zealand record, which is awesome. That's very exciting. Um, yeah. So coming up also domestically is the New Zealand cross country champs in Taupo. Um, and as they approach, I think we'll, we'll aim to do another mm. episode um, maybe next week as a little preview for that. And I'll grab some interviews there as well. But a lot of the regional cross country champs were held over the weekend and good to see, uh, especially some athletes um, coming up through the woodwork um, in those results. So yeah, next week we'll, we'll dive a bit deeper into who's the favorites. 
Zoom Zoom Show Fano, the North Shore Marathon is one of New Zealand's most scenic marathons running alongside the beautiful beaches, bays and cliff tops of Auckland's North Shore. It's coming up on Sunday 27th of August and you and your Fano can choose from 5k, quarter marathon, half marathon or the full shebang 42.2k marathon. Plus the kids marathon will get the whole family involved. So I've run the North Shore Marathon multiple times and I love the mix of community feel with epic views to the city and over the Hauraki Gulf, plus great competition, camaraderie and support to push you to a good time. So get cracking with that training everyone, get yourself and the family signed up, ready to run on Sunday 27th of August, visit northshoremarathon.co.nz. You. Shall we open up the closet of New Zealand track and field and oh, pull man. out some of the skeletons? Um, so let's, and, and I mentioned this to you before we went on air, um, uh, Pete Fitzing is the CEO of Athletics New Zealand and he is finishing up, I think, this month. Um, yep. And what a way oh, to go to have three of the biggest scandals in oh, athletics no. history. Um, so we'll oh, start God. with the first one, which is the drug bust of Zane Robertson, which probably feels like it, it's old news. Um, but it's, I said that on social media, it's probably one of the saddest days of yep. in athletics New Zealand's history. Um, just because we've had, I think we've had two sort of minor drug busts, the Liza Hunter-Galvin yep. drug bust about 10 years ago, uh, or maybe 15 years ago now. Um, but What's the other we've one? been pretty, oh, was, there a, was there a javelin thrower or something like that? Oh. This was sort of before my time, maybe yeah. like a steroids thing. Hmm. I don't know. I, someone yeah, fact This check. is where someone, yeah, someone not, fact check. And it's not know. accessible on the internet. This stuff gets <laughs> Sorry, Javelin sweet. community, if I just threw you under the <laughs> bus with that one. Uh, <laughs> they're like, no, it was the like, hammer throw. <laughs> it's only the runners. Like, we are yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you dirty runners, you nippo. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that was a big, it was, it was a big shock, but uh Back in December, we recorded a, a podcast with Cameron Avery as we, <laughs> we went over the last year and then Zane Robertson came up in that conversation and uh, Cam was like, I've heard things, I've heard, <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm very suspicious and we, we ended up cutting that bit of audio out because we just thought, let's not be... Let's not speculate on stuff. Um, but he turns out those rumors were correct. And um, yeah, so sad when I when I heard that news, it was just like, oh, dude. Um, but I, I think two things stand out for me now that we've had a bit of time is um, one, like if you're in the world of track and field, you do actually need a plan, plan B career. Yeah, definitely. Um, even if you're, you know, one of the top, um, marathon runners outside of Africa um, at the time um, with Zane, Zane and Jake were, you know, they were the the heroes for Western runners, you know, living this, this story of moving to Kenya and um, pursuing their dreams. But you do actually need a plan B, like if you, mm. if you get injured or if your career is just not going in the direction 
that you need it to, that you can actually fall back on something. Because I was thinking, like, they've spent, what, 15 years in yep. Africa, and and if you were to live in New Zealand and pursue a job, normal job of some respect, yeah, let's say you're on 60, 70K a year, um, it's close to a million dollars that you uh, could pass up in terms of wages um, over that, that period. And I don't know how much career earnings they've, they've had. I'm sure they've had times when it's been pretty good. And um, But when things get lean, yeah. you could be in a corner where you think, man, the only way I can keep up with these guys who a lot of them are doping is to, is Join to follow in their footsteps yeah so that would be my first thought and second thought is just get the right people around you to support you yeah and I do wonder if they got a bit isolated um yeah yeah any thoughts on that Alicia yeah pretty much what you were saying like you you hear that a lot in the in the running community it's one of those things where it's really sad actually you you hear um you hear stories of people who feel they have to dope to keep up to be in the team to feed their families mm-hmm. and so there's, there's a lot there's a lot more to it than people just be like oh my god he's you know this person's cheating like we don't we don't know the full story um but that's 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 a story that we um you hear a lot and it's you know, everyone's doing it it's hard because then everyone starts yeah. doing it and so it is yeah it's a sad day. It's always sad when you hear that because, you know, you you see someone running so well and you're like, man, look at him go. That's so inspiring. Good on him. And it's always like a bit of a kick in the gut when you're like, damn. Yeah. I don't know if you felt that too, but it is like, I think oh, a lot yeah. of New Zealanders felt a little bit of a kick in the stomach when you hear, um, you hear, some, you hear that kind of news. But yeah, so that yeah. was a sad day. Yeah. I agree. And like you look at other countries like the Belarusians mm. or the yeah, often the North African countries, Nigeria lately, as yep. we mentioned, and you're sort of like, oh, they're all, all doping. And, yeah, and um, you can't think but like that. The but truth yeah. is, yeah, there are systematic doping. Like the Russians mm-hmm. aren't allowed to compete at the, yep. at the moment. I think that's still the case. Um, and so that does happen. But just like the pressures like it can happen to anyone and so you do actually need to have your your support systems around yeah. you and just to make sure that that doesn't become an option that you've got wise heads when it gets tough yeah you can actually go to and say look i'm not i'm not coping here i yeah. need i need a hand in my my career and within my decision making because mm. yeah and it is the thing heartbreaking it is when it gets hard yeah. that's like with that's like with anyone you know um Hmm. substance abuse and stuff it is when things are hard and you hear it in any like not just sport i think sport gets it glorified but you hear in any sort of life that when it gets hard it's like people start turning to this type of thing so you're you're totally right with it's a sad it could be a sad case of yeah not just not having that support when you need it not having his circle as i say his village um around yeah Yeah, and that is a good argument for for staying staying at home and and keeping those those networks and those people who'll be accountable. You'll be need to be accountable to and mm. um and can be that shoulder to lean on when when things do get tough. Um, now moving on to the other two skeletons in the closet are the um the two big coaching stories, and this is um 
this is probably even even sadder like it's one thing to make that decision yourself to um to t- take drugs but you know the impact on um on the athletes that you're you're coaching in these these high profile um cases of andrew mclennan and um jeremy mccall um both both resigned as a result of investigations yeah um and both have bans on on their coaching um i don't know the details that much and and personally i just don't like to to go through the weeds of it um obviously you're in that pole vault squad um with jeremy so you know i don't want you to feel like you've got to share any personal details but um from what you want want to share like what how's the the sort of mood in in the group um Mm. is this something that kind of you saw coming for for a while it's hard Um, or yeah yeah. um it's hard because well i i so how how the program works so i was a little bit on the outer with a lot of it so jeremy's you know um actually we've nicknamed him he who shall not be named uh like lord voldemort so <laughs> okay. you gotta yeah. you gotta spread light in this kind of shit storm um but so how it yeah. works is he he was head coach and then there is an assistant coach so quite often or not i actually was part of the assistant coaches group so right. i didn't see a lot of this and he so that's that's the thing like a lot of the stuff i found out i didn't i had no idea so quite often i like some things some things you could see um you know some yeah. things but most of the time like, i was reading that um a lot of the media stuff that comes out because everyone sends it to me you know how it is um and <laughs> <laughs> my phone just like blowing up like hang on a minute isn't this <laughs> um but like, a lot of stuff you see as well like i i had no idea um some of the things that were coming out and i think that's maybe that was happening when i wasn't you know training camps or the actual training sessions that i wasn't around in um Mm -hmm. he yeah i never uh was in his immediate squad never i just it's funny because i just kind of assumed that was because i'm shit um and old (laughs) and no potential but it's got me thinking i'm like huh maybe there was some other reasons we didn't want an adult around i don't know so yeah yeah it's sad because those are my friends and but i mean in terms of like how we are though yeah so a lot of that stuff was actually a shock to me we got when all of the everything was happening you kind of got wind that something was happening but we actually got even more in the dark because we were okay. in part of it so we weren't allowed to train at the same time um like our group as well so then there was a time when it completely separated and really? yeah like they were tight honest honestly i've been reading things and i'm like what because it got to a point where we even more separated like i felt like some people knew more than i did and i'm a pole holder so um there yeah. was that so that was kind of you know not the greatest but we in terms of like how everything's going we've kind of got really good at just looking after ourselves so james stain mm-hmm. um he uh was it last year or maybe the year before time is what is time he picked up uh, a whole yep. bunch of athletes pretty much took him away from him 
Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Tucker wife. So then Jeremy was only focused on the elite squad and then anyone else. So pretty much it was, it's, it's, I think it's pretty much people, girls who can jump over four guys who can jump over five. There's not many of those. So that's, okay. those are all were yep. Jeremy's athletes. Everyone else, we had a new, completely separate environment under James and which was okay. actually fantastic. He, he's doing amazing. He's, he's actually a fantastic coach. Um, he's got huge potential and yeah, so we kind of, that was maybe, maybe it was a couple of years ago or something. So that maybe after mm. Tokyo. So it, that whole thing came into play. So then to the point with our lot, when this happened, it didn't really, because we had nothing to do with them anyway, it didn't really change much, um, so which is fine. Yep. And then lately we have had another girl come in to pick up a coaching hat, uh, Hannah Aidy, who is, so let's turn a positive light on this. So we have, um, so we've got James who's young and still competing. And we've got Hannah Aidy, who is 20, I believe, but is a fantastic yeah. coach. Like I, the way awesome. she's wow. so young, but the way she can articulate technical things and the hardest thing about coaching so sport like that is it's one of those things where you need to be able to explain something many different ways, because if you explain mm. one way and you're not getting it, you're never going to get it. So it's just like, it's right. like a Q sport. So she's amazing. So she's kind of, and James has kind of offloaded some athletes to her. I am one of them and I'm absolutely loving it. So, but recently James has left, as we know, he's overseas, um, looking after the girls, which are obviously fine because we can see oh. in their results, they are killing us. That's the thing. Like, no, they're think, going good. Yeah. yeah. And James knows them really well. He trains with them. So if anything, like, it's the perfect kind of handover and he's yeah. and that's going to be, yeah. he's going to come home and be a fantastic coach. Just when I'm working at those things, um, I often, there's a, there's a shot I really like when an athlete takes off and to get that shot, I have to sit right underneath the coaches. And yeah. I quite often will say to them warm up and I hear so much from all the, I, I hear everything and I'm not even paying mm. attention, but I felt I learned so much just from sitting underneath the coach's zone. And so James being in the thick of that environment, he's going to come back an amazing coach. And as a result, also cool. him overseas, Hannah's had to step up and take on all of us. Yep. So the wow. poor thing. Okay. Um, which is kind of, <laughs> yeah, which is more, which is why I think everyone's looking at us going, oh my God, they are literally just unsupervised children because that's kind of what it feels like <laughs> right now. We've got poor Hannah's doing an amazing job, but we've got, you know, our jump sessions, but it's our other sessions. Like we only jump twice a week. Everything else is like, yeah. um, we're all kind of just like, it's not blindly in the blind, but it's, yeah, like there's a lot of, um, but it's cool because we're all supporting each other. Things are, you know, it's kind of, it's brought a lot of us closer together because we all have to kind of help each other out. You know, we can't expect, you know, Hannah's got to train as well and she trains with us. So the difference was yep. James trained with Jeremy. So when we were training, it was right. completely separate. But it could be, yeah. now Hannah actually is in the squad as well. So it's, yeah, like we, we're, we're managing. It's fine. It is. It does feel a little bit like, yeah, unsupervised children out there, including myself, <laughs> even though I'm 30 tomorrow, I am actually probably the biggest child. Um, but it's, yeah. And You're it's, 30 tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I slipped that out. Fuck. Ooh. 
Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, Happy birthday God, for tomorrow. Thank I didn't, you. I didn't, well, we'll call this the birthday edition oh, then. Man, this the is, birthday edition of Hanging moment. Out Laundry. Isn't it fantastic? <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Um, But yeah, so we're, it's fine. Like I know there is obviously like there's mixed, everyone's going to have a mixed uh, reaction to something like this and something so serious. So I didn't realize, like the fact that it's 10 years, I was like, what the hell? Uh, you kind of catch yeah. wind of things coming out. Um, but that for it to be like a 10-year ban, I'm like, Jesus Christ, there must be like really bad shit that people don't know that's going on that I don't yeah. know, that others don't know because it's one of those things that you don't talk about often. Yeah. Um, and this, and especially at training, like that stuff you don't talk about. But yeah, so, but yeah. that's okay. I think I think we're going to be all good. The question is, is who's going to take over his role I have absolutely no idea. Um, but the girls overseas seem like they're having a great time, um, jumping well. And over yeah. at home, we're jumping fine. And um, it might seem a bit, if anyone comes through the track, it might seem a little bit disjointed. But no, we are, we're all having fun. There's a lot of laughs going around, mainly from me. Um, oh. But yeah, so I think we're all awesome. just, we're all sticking together. It's fine. Like, we'll, it's one of those things where you'll, you'll learn from it. And yeah. Yeah. Bring us closer. Yeah. Well, awesome to hear that, that Hannah's got that opportunity as, yeah. as a young 20 year old to step yeah. into that role, which how, how cool is that? Another and female coach we, too. It's yeah. We're yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a, a reminder that you're not, um, your age, your gender is no hindrance to you, um, getting into, into coaching. But I think what all this has reinforced, especially to me, like as a male coach, um is you need to be careful man yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. um like child safety especially is is real and um and the temptations in there as a as a male coach around female athletes is is real as well and and the other thing i think is you um you have a real that coach athlete relationship is such a vulnerable relationship where you yeah. you go through the the biggest moments of their life um up until that point um for a young athlete and you're the you're the shoulder to cry on you're the voice of wisdom and so you know the athlete's relationship to you can be something that can overstep marks as well so you've got to kind yep. of protect things on both on both sides yeah um and it's it's a reminder to me like you've like we have um a role with with my coaching company here in, in taranaki if i'm i'm coaching kids we, we have two coaches um okay. it's just a, a blanket role um so i've always got uh, i try to have a female coach at, at all times when i'm coaching um things are always done in in public spaces and i think this is one of the the tricky things with a like uh underfunded sport with not huge numbers is tracks like 11 a.m on a weekday they're actually quite a barren place like there's not many people there so if you wanted to have you know that accountability to your got a one-on-one session with your female athlete um there might not be anyone in the in the stadium which is actually an issue and you don't have the resources to have that female assistant coach or you know um so it does have issues so um it you know and i don't know if there's one 
solution um but i think making sure you got those safeguards um mm. around you especially as male coaches not just male coaches but um i think that's as yep. these two cases have showed you you need to take that that role that you have um really seriously and and look at those risks and, and put some safeguards in there for yourself um mm. yeah because it's 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 real man yeah and even just maybe training you know, like just maybe offer it like, I don't know if there's some form of training ANZ could look at. Maybe that's what they're yeah. doing now because it's a big eye opener. It's just little things, you know. Um, it's like a teacher situation. Um, it's almost like maybe train them in the same way with dealing with kids as yeah. well because there's, you know, a lot. Um, yeah, it's just there's a lot that can happen and then there's a lot that can be said to happen and it's hard just – yeah, like you said, like safe safeguarding yourself as well and also knowing, you know, also knowing as a coach when to pull back in times because, yeah. you know, there's, oh God, you probably, you know, this situation where maybe an athlete is stepping over or other way around is just knowing when to pull yeah. and even knowing um, as an athlete, maybe some education in place knowing the signs of when like a line is being crossed and when the pullback. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's sad and scary. Like even me, like kind of not being in it and in it. And then so much has gone on that I wasn't even aware of. That's been a little bit of an yeah. eye opener. Like, Holy shit. Like I was oblivious and that's the thing. Like it makes yeah. me kind of think like how I, I'm hoping this is it, but what else is going on out there that we just don't know yeah yeah so and i'd i'd give some advice to like parents who might be listening of, of young athletes like create a triangle between you yourself and, and the coach so there's yep. always comms yep. going um between you all so keep that contact with the coach going um we you you and the coach can talk maybe like the training plans kept on a um uh google sheet where um everyone's got yeah. access to it and it's um, emailed. And comms... It's not message yeah, yeah. on Facebook where yeah, you start to totally. like, okay, you know. Yeah. And you're always CCing the parents. Maybe mm. you're CCing like a sports doc or something um, mm -hmm. as well. Um, so th I, I think there's lots of things you can do. So, yeah, parents, I'd definitely encourage you to get get involved and stay involved, even if it's just like listening into the, the emails and, and making sure that um, – you're doing everything you can to keep your keep your kids safe because yeah that that relationship will be the most important relationship that your daughter or son will have with an adult um yes. basically until they um you know meet their their future partner long-term partner so it's it's a uh, um yeah it's important that they have support in that in that relationship um because mm. yeah they're going to lean on that person in in hard times and good times so yeah support them through it that's my my little two cents on the on the matter oh, that sounds great oh yeah what a way to end cool. <laughs> yeah what a way to end i think we've aired those those skeletons <laughs> enough but i just hope there's no more scandals for the next um yeah, next, please. A decade and we've basically had like a couple of decades of scandals in just just three months time i, I know I feel for our quote has um, been hit <laughs> yeah 2020 i feel just for been... um 
you know, first year COVID, Olympics postponement. Yeah. This. Yeah. It's 2023. We've yeah. still got another like seven years <laughs> in this decade. <laughs> well, yeah. let's end on this this piece of news that has just um, come out from uh, from Victoria, Australia, where the Com Games were supposed to be held in 2026, three years from now, um, less than three years actually, because mm. it's in March, uh, and they've just pulled out. Too yeah. expensive. They've, I think they were looking at like a, what was it, 2.6 billion and it's gone up to 6.5 yeah. billion and growing so probably that's not inflation that's just people not checking the prices properly <laughs> yeah that's um i don't think that's the inflation rate <laughs> my yeah. math is not that hot but i'm pretty sure that's not it oh my lord yeah and uh, it's interesting because they the plan for the com games was to spread it across like the regional centers um so not to kind of centralize it in melbourne which sounds to me like it would be more expensive doing it that way rather than using these world-class sporting facilities that you've already got in melbourne look i'm no event manager oh god yeah but that is that's a shame and we were talking before we went on air like you were saying birmingham games um the athletics venue was pumping the stadium looked awesome but sort of behind the scenes city feel like the games overall was a bit underwhelming from your point of view so we did kind of think what's what's the future of the com games it was interesting like even just it was just like it's just little things behind the scenes like literally what no one sees like yeah. you know like what i saw as being a photographer at the games um everyone was obviously lovely and everything but just like oh coming from um olympics world champs like i just came from a world champs and then going into this is just yeah like little little things that like, they don't really mean much but you know, they just like stripped off transport completely. We didn't, you know, normally you get stuff. You didn't get any, it's just little things. And then there's probably more I can think of later, but just going straight from Oregon to this, it yeah. was like, I kind of saw, I was like, oh, okay, this is the way that cutting costs. Very smart way to cut costs, yeah. I must admit, because you don't see any of this stuff. So it doesn't yeah. really affect like the way the, the way everything was run like media and everything like from my perspective was like top notch like amazing but just like there's definitely little things that they've cut out to help obviously with costs which is fine but it kind of made me aware you know you go you know comparison to like an olympics it's like okay i wonder you know how long we're gonna have these games for and then are they going to cut out sports because of cost or like what's going to happen? I don't, I don't know. So it'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is interesting. And like, can they scramble and yeah. organize another venue, maybe go back to Birmingham or London would gold coast step oh. into the breach? Yeah. Or London. Um, go back to gold coast. like I wonder if gold coast has still got, those facilities from what 2018 yeah 2018 uh yeah. the track no that's an afl stadium no um okay so i don't know but the other thing is it just you just sparked an idea was brisbane are hosting the olympics oh how far along are they that's in their true. trips um yeah could they treat this as could a they test do event? a little warm-up 
Yeah, <laughs> it is quite far out Maybe. though, so they might not. But so it's twenty twenty eight for Brisbane. Uh, that right? No, that's LA. So the one after that, the quick oh, math, thirty two. 32 that's yeah. yeah that's a while off it's yeah. a while off so it's gonna be really interesting i don't on who is gonna pick up com games uh the easy way would be back to the uk um they've got yeah. a lot of facilities ready to go uh but yeah i don't know they'd need to change the date because it was planned for sort of early march so yeah early march oh, in yeah. birmingham is a place no, you don't you don't want to be well i guess that gives them a little <laughs> but more yeah time. potentially yeah um and i wonder this is an idea um what about a commonwealth like let's say the commonwealth games this is the the last straw to break its back imagine a commonwealth games athletics champs just athletics yeah or it's per sport each sport have their own thing so it becomes a mini world champs yeah that's actually that's a good point i wonder if that's gonna that's where it's going to head. Don't know. I'd like to see that. It'd be cool. It'd be cool for it, us. Like, it's a really cool stepping stone yeah. for athletics. Um, it's cool yeah. because we actually get a major every year. And whereas, well, I guess Europe gets the mm. European champs, which is insane, you know, something like that. Yeah. Or maybe look at the European champs model. Because this is like a full-on games, isn't it? Like, it's all sports. Yeah. Like, how do well, they do it? If we lost the Com Games, I wonder if New Zealand would look to Asia for the Asian Games. Um, oh, is that the same? Something like that. I don't know when it is. Um, I assume it's like sort of two years out. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, I've just lost battery in my, my earpods. I'll try it. Oh, <laughs> try okay. This one. I'm losing battery in my headphones. It just gave me notifications. So. Right. <laughs> no, it'll be interesting to see. So let's hope that we we can find a home for the Com Games next year, wherever. No, not next year. You know, 2028, whenever that is. Uh, yeah, like it's it is close. That's the problem. So I don't know what city has the capabilities to pick it up last minute because doesn't it take a long time, like more than four years to organize a games like this um the other thing is just looking around to see what other world kind of championships are around the same time because i don't know if you notice they do try and keep him like the rugby world cup is in the same place as the olympics kind of thing so that could be a good clue as you look around to see what else is happening in the world of sport and then try (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Try and, like, try hey, and squeeze something. Do you want to add something it else would, to your workload? Yeah, <laughs> it would be a big hole if we lost the um, if if we lost the com games. But I I don't know. I kind of think maybe there could be an opportunity for athletics to do something cool because because I have felt that the runners, especially going to uh, com games, sprinters and distance runners, um, both get a harsh. Yeah. harsh qualifying standards and the fact that you know we didn't have eddie mm. there last year in the hundred um and there were a whole bunch of well the two 800 boys brad james they they weren't um didn't, didn't go get either. the call up according to the NZAC that's the standards thing. So. they are uh, to cut costs they cut team size 
Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. exactly right. Like you go and there's not a lot of times it's like a straight final or, you know, yeah. and so it's like, oh, okay. The marathon was the most underwhelming yeah. um, start I've ever seen. It was just like, it looked like, you know, 12 people on yeah. the start line. I'm sure it was more than that and maybe 40 or something. But, you know, it quickly got whittled down to a pack of like five or six. It's mm. like, man, this isn't a quality field at all. Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah, kind of like, so. it kind of scares me like how, you know, how are they going to cut it to other you know, field sides? Like it's almost, oh, it's hard because like, do you cut a sport? Which is also yeah. really hard to do. Because they're adding sport, you know, that's like, imagine cutting a whole sport, like that's pretty rough. Or you cut the size of the sport, which is also shit, to maintain having the game. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's tough. Anyway, we've covered some good ground today. So thanks, Alicia, for, for taking the time to dig through what's been going on. We promise not to take uh, so much time next uh, episode. But, um, yeah, exciting times as we build up towards, uh, towards the world champs. Um, but before we go, uh, Alicia, let me know who right now, if the world champs were on tomorrow, oh, who, what Kiwi would you be putting your money on to come home with a medal? Oh. Oh. Tom? Tom? Yeah, I'm oh. with Tom. Yeah. Like that. Or Hamish. <laughs> yeah. Or Eliza. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Madison? Yes, actually. I think Zoe's got her work cut out. She's in like an era where there's like five or six just goats. Yeah. But the thing is, right, we have a lot of athletes who are just in the mix, right? Yeah. Um, Like even Eliza, if you're looking at what women's pole vault's doing, you've got Katie Najot's flying as usual. Um, yeah. But there's a bunch of others who are kind of in the same ballpark of heights. So yeah. it's, again, it's one of those things, probably the same situation with Hamish. Like there's just a bunch of athletes who are all, yes. you know, and yeah. you can. Bashim is out the, yeah. the top. But then there's but a whole yeah, bunch. Everyone else on their day. Yeah. yeah up and down. So it's going to be yeah. really exciting. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I, oh, would I put money? God. <laughs> no. Okay, my ten bucks right now is uh, is on Tom. I would he, put he's if my I, man. You made me yeah. put money on someone to medal. I would put it on Tom. Um, but it's exciting. I think we're going to have a lot of finalists because we didn't too much in Oregon. Um, if you, you know, I think we're going to have a lot more finalists, which is great. We're going to have uh, quite a few, like yeah, top eight finishes. Um, yeah. And so that's exciting leading into Paris. Uh, and then, yeah. And if you're, if you're in the final oh, cool. as well, you're in the mix. Like with Zoe, she's in yeah. the mix. Like the 100 is like one yeah. shit start and you're done kind of thing. And so. Yeah. Mm, I think for fun. Zoe, if she, can, if she can make the final, that's, that's worth a medal in my yeah. mind. Oh, my gosh. Um, that's, yes. That's just like major moment in New Zealand sport if we oh. can get get her in the final because we've never had anyway we've had a sprinter no. in the olympics we've had a sprinter world champs have we yeah. ever had a finalist in either of those events not in the not in the modern era yeah no yeah i like once the olympics 
well, athletics became truly global, which I put sort of late seventies. Mm. We definitely haven't. No. Yeah. So yeah, awesome. Well, we work up our way towards the world champs and this weekend there's two diamond leagues coming up so make sure you jump on that tvnz plus platform we're not being sponsored by tvnz but hey tvnz if you want to jump in sponsor us join join the queue and uh we will catch you all next time bye and that's a wrap on the show everyone just a quick reminder to head over to instagram Give the Zoom Zoom show a little follow and get your entry into the North Shore Marathon entry this week by finding that North Shore Marathon post and tagging in a mate, maybe who you want to see cross the finish line uh, in one of the, uh, what is it, different four different events. We've got the Kids Marathon, 5K, 10K, Half Marathon. We've got five, five, marathon, five events that you can choose from. So tag in a friend and uh, you could be going in the draw to get one of those prizes. All right, we will see you next week.